there's sort of like a team fit thing too. Like mm-hmm. how well do you actually collaborate? It's not even just like go find an agency that's proactive about um, identifying new areas for the business to run in. Yep. It's like, do you actually enjoy working together? Do you collaborate well? So, like I just literally got out of a session with them. And he said, hey, do you have a few minutes? I got something exciting to share. I'm like, okay. Jumped in. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to bring in someone else too who like I work with. I know they're a creative director and we all get along really well, have good working chemistry. Yep. And it immediately it's like, I'm not sure who's doing whose job, but it's like we're, we're talking about like, well, this is how this could work. And this is like, I'm, I'm touching on some of their website stuff and like, it's all collaborative. So it's like, you're basically, you really are an extension of their team. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com, episode 93. Who do we have? Kevin Butler. Michael Turkzani. All right. Another unhinged. Two-person unhinged. Unhinged. Perfect. Unhinged uh, reflections of a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. We've got a lot to get through today. Okay, so uh, 2024 is rapidly approaching. Like, where As we shoot this, it's early November, which blows my mind. But yeah. I feel like the new year is not far away. And uh, we are in planning season with even ourselves and our own business, but also uh, the planning of our clients and what they're thinking about going into the new year. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, that we, you know, we thought about talking about with this, with this one, you know, planning, what are some trends? Obviously we did the AI one last. There's probably going to be more AI stuff as we further venture down that path, right? Obviously. So, um, then we started to look at some, going back to the unhinged theme, some recent deals mm-hmm. that we're in, some some actually several recently where organizations are kind of reevaluating their agency. They, um, we'll, st- we'll start with like a few different things on like what the role of an agency should play and generally how we see this, like how we would view a a better agency than a not so good agency, let's say. But but clearly there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, and these organizations are out there looking for a different different agency. You know, they're they're not they're not saying we've never done it before. Mm-hmm. We were actually working with other other agencies uh, and we know that we need it as part of our mix. So we're in these deals, we're pitching on them, we're winning them. We're not winning all of them obviously, but we win a lot of them. And that's, and that's great. And it gives us this perspective of like, okay, well, when marketing teams are looking for agency to, to extend their capabilities, you know, wh- why? Like what's going on when they, when they switch from one to another? So we just thought maybe that's a good place to go over. You know, I'm sure a lot of organizations are going to have an agency in the mix. Somebody like a goose, maybe smaller, maybe bigger, mm-hmm. that they're going to want to have to execute their strategy. And they might be in the middle of looking for another one, in fact. Um, but we could just talk about the role that we, like, we're, we're thinking about for 2024 and what, what it should play for your marketing mix. Yeah, and even I, I think we've both been doing this a, a real long time and kind of how we think organizations should select agencies or the kind of criteria and consideration um, that should be made when evaluating other agencies, mm-hmm. whether it's, a first foray into agencies going into the 2024 calendar year, or whether it's a switch from one to another because we've learned a few things about what we need in an agency. 
Um, and I feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot. Uh, so maybe we can start there. Okay. Um, the obvious things to me when you're looking at agencies is um, their core capabilities um, and where they excel from a services perspective against the kinds of things that you're looking to do as an organization. So that's, I think that's pretty straightforward, right? You're going to try to evaluate their skills as it relates to the gaps that you perceive in your marketing department um, and what you're trying to do on your sort of campaign roadmap. So that'd be like, give us an example like of, of what that would be. Sure. Hey, we, we've identified we want to double down on um, paid marketing efforts next year across Google and LinkedIn and maybe sort of uh, other areas, other channels. And you say, well, okay, we're looking for a performance marketing agency that's a Google partner with core skills, competencies, mm -hmm. and ability to scale out AdWords campaigns um, with a, a level of return that we think is really good. Right. Okay, that, that makes sense. And then, so then you're going to ask for, you know, show me the people on your team, show me your, maybe your partner levels or, or status levels with those kinds of like Google or web, Facebook, whatever. Um, and then we're going to want to see case studies of similar engagements or organization sizes or even challenges those organizations had and, and sort of how you brought them up to the next level. So that, that's kind of most organizations do that. That seems like, you know, if you're going to hire a contractor to come and, you know, work on your fence, you're probably going to yeah. make sure that they know how to work on fences. Yeah, and, have you worked on fences as big as mine? Uh, right. With the kinds of materials and um, the backyards that we kind of have. Like, show me, like, you've just been in an environment similar to this. Basic and you've capabilities. Done a great job. Not basic, but, you know, the capabilities to deliver on the... On the, uh, on, the, on the main thing that we're looking for from a pure capability yeah, skill set. and that makes total sense, and you should do that. I, I just think there's other elements, though, that I think sometimes get overlooked, and when, when I reflect on our, our strongest engagements with our clients, the ones that really trust us above and beyond the ones we've seen the most success with, mm -hmm. there's other elements, too. I think the first is sort of personality and fit. Does the person or people that you're engaging with at the agency, do they really embody the kinds of values and even from a personality standpoint do they just get along with the team that they're going to be working with from there i think there's other elements too where you, you got to be understanding what's the level of um accountability and what i would call like solution ownership mm. that the agency is going to have on um the client environment and like i'll tell you for for us like we we require our our senior leaders and our strategists um, to really go in and own the challenges. And often in my engagements, I'm weighing in on things that maybe are slightly outside of the core responsibilities of what Goose is delivering for the mm -hmm, clients. Mm -hmm. But it's because we, we really want to help be part of the value. And so I was just saying off camera before we started filming, one of my engagements, it's to the point where we've been working together about between a year and a half and two years, and it doesn't matter what our email domains are, we're collectively part of a single team. Mm -hmm. And not every engagement's like that, but our goal is to, to get to that point where you share the responsibility of the collective goal. Doesn't matter if it's their idea, my idea, we're all driving towards it. I think we all have enough accountability and, and sort of pride in representing what we think the solution would be. And we're committed towards getting there and doing everything that we can in our power. Everyone's got great experience, everyone can talk through different perspectives. Right. It's about getting there together. And that's where I think you really hit the secret sauce of an agency client relationship. So I think if you're looking for a new agency going into the new year, I, I think you're going to want to measure 
can they do the things that we want them to do, but also how do they fit into our team on a short term and long term? And do they actually really care about moving and driving our business forward? Or is it just sort of like, yeah, they'll do some search for us and that's cool. Right. Yeah. I think if you, it's, it's some good points in there. I think if you had like maybe it's, it's weird cause you would never hire. I don't think maybe there's another analogy that I'm not really thinking of here, but you would never hire like a sports team to go like, I guess if you owned a sports team, right? But you never like hire a sports team to go like, hey, go win that, you know, high school football game for me. I'm going to go hire a team and make that happen. But in a way, that's what you're doing with an agency. Like you're, you're, so if you think of like the sports team analogy in a way, how the makeup of a team, you know, you're hiring this agency. And part of what you're saying is like the, the, the ultimate place you're trying to get to with this agency is this sense of, real extension of your team, right? Hey, you know, yep. they understand our strategic priorities. We can jump on calls. Doesn't matter the email domain. Things are getting done. Everybody likes working together. So then you think about like, well, what's the what's the makeup of the team that's allowing that to happen? You know, I think when you look at to your point originally about, well, yeah, obviously the starting point is you got to evaluate um are they a Google partner? Do they do X, Y, Z? Or, you know, do they do WordPress development or HubSpot? What, you know, there's a, there's a very baseline level of need there. Right. But then you start to think about other things where, well, maybe the agency, um, could be really good at what they do. Right. And they just have a, they just kind of on paper look the same as everybody else when you're evaluating it from like an RFP perspective. So when you look at, there's some things that I think about when we're talking about like the sports team analogy where it's like, well, how long have your people been, been, been there? Yeah. You know, what kind of internal promotions, internal like certification programs, training programs do you have? And these might thing be like thoughts that are like, well, yeah, but we, why do we care about that? Because in a way it's like, well, yeah, you know, we have an ad- average turnover of nine months. Uh, I was, I was just going to say like, are you, when you're evaluating agencies, like you should actually ask, like, what's the average tenure of employees? Right. Because like, you don't want to be in a situation where you've got three account managers inside of a year. That, and, and that's just one component, right? Who are the people that are in the background working on stuff? What kind of training and development do you have? Are you a great place to work? Maybe just from an internal culture perspective. Mm-hmm. So you think about like, you know, there's going to be challenges when you talked about like our model and how we orient strategists over laying on top of, a, of an account lead and... We'll, we can talk about other things if we want about our makeup, but you know there's going to be things that come up, whether it's like details around the actual campaigns and strategies or like human error, which which is going to happen in, in any mm-hmm. kind of environment, right? So you think about, well, what are the things that are going to create the best possible scenario for us working with another? It's like almost like if you were if you were just going to bring this agency and stick them inside your organization, there's probably a, if you were going to acquire them, because we're looking at acquiring a business, there's probably a bunch of other things other than just, Hey, you guys do this and you have that much revenue that are going to make, that are going to become really important to you, right? Who, who are your people? How long have they been here? You know, know, it's almost like a job interview, like how you would go about interviewing someone that you're going to hire to be on your team. Yeah, shouldn't actually be very different at all from how you're going to interview and hire an agency. But the two processes are extremely different. Right. You think about fit and how are the on a hiring an employee? How are they going to actually embed themselves inside the team? Do I want to work with this person every day? It's no different on the agency side. Like even another question I would be asking is like, how are we regularly going to work together? Okay, we're gonna have weekly meetings. There's a place for that for sure. But it's like, 
how quickly can I get a hold of you on just a quick little thing? Like, mm-hmm. do I have access to a Slack, a, some sort of IM? Like, because that's important, right? These little touches where it's like, you're just going to get so much done when we're in the mix of trying to deploy campaigns. Yeah. I don't need a big meeting. Mm-hmm. And, but I do just need two or three questions answered really fast and emails slow. Like there's a place for some sort of like instant response mechanism for when campaigns are about to launch. Cause you know, it's like all hands on deck for about two hours. And you would it'd be the same thing if you had somebody on your team, right? You wouldn't, you you'd know, just lean over. Yeah. You'd yeah. lean over. You'd have an, probably have an internal chat system. So you could, you know, you could hit somebody and just ask a quick question. So for sure that makes it feel more like a part of your team and not like a vendor client. Hey, every week or so we get together mm-hmm. and beyond that, we never hear from them. Right. But Exactly. Now going back to one of the, um, the sports references you made, it's like, you don't hire an agency, well, you're because you were saying before, you know, you don't bring in this player to sort of win the game or whatever. But you sort of do in two ways. One, in any sort of like sports team, there's there's positions or roles, mm-hmm. right? Which is no different than a corporate environment. We have this person's over over here and this this player over here because we think they're really good at those things and we need you know competency and all those things. Yeah. So it's the same thing there, I think. But sometimes in a game you're going to have to ask that this person who's really good at this thing does something else to go and win the game. Yeah. I'm a big hockey guy. So it's like, oh, we're going to ask the scorer. He or she just needs to block the shot. It's kind of different than what they're really, really good at, but it's about doing something else as part of the bigger movement. Mm-hmm. And agencies are, all, are so similar in my mind. It's like, yeah, there's, there's things that we've been hired to do that 95% of the time we are laser focused on. But hey, you want to weigh in on a web project and you're not really kind of like the web team, but like they could really use your your thoughts, feedback, and just generally how a web project might alter, change, or impact the things that you do on where you're focused on. I just think it's about the greater good at the end of the day, keeping in mind where the competency actually is. Yeah. You're going to have valuable thoughts to contribute as part of that decision-making and planning. Yeah, so some of the environments that we've seen when people are hiring agencies a lot of them have come down to well we work with this pretty much this one individual at that agency who's kind of like our hybrid he or she's our hybrid am delivery person they actually are hands-on a bunch of the tools as well and maybe save for some other element that might be a higher level that's pretty much who we work with at that agency and on the one hand, that can work really well for a period of time, potentially, where you've got the right person and they sort of do everything. Knowledge and continuity. Knowledge sure. and continuity. And they, yeah, it just turns out that we work with an agency, but really we've got this one person over there that that is our person that does everything. Um, and we've seen a bunch of organizations come to us recently and say, well, actually, like, we're not happy with that model. That person's left or there's been too much turn- turnover there. What if they just leave? And then or, you're like, Yeah, what if they just leave or they have left? Or just generally that that model we know doesn't work. And I think a lot of agencies try that model. It's, it's almost like uh, they, they build it almost like a freelancer in a way. It's like this is a freelancer, but not really because it's through our agency. And we just expect that person to sort of do everything. And it may be because they don't have the scale, they just don't have the experience. But we know that like that eventually is going to have a problem. Either they're going to have a, a turnover issue or there's going to be a burnout issue or just generally how can you be possibly be good at everything. So that is a key area of, of consideration. Just the engagement model above and beyond 
like the engagement model, how does work get done within the agency? And yeah, it's a little bit, you know, we're, we're very proud of the model that we have here. And, you know, fingers crossed, we think it's the right model and we're going to continue to expand it. But I think that that is a little bit of an eye opener for a lot of organizations when you look at not only a strategist that overlays on top of an account lead, because let's be fair, you can't take an account leader with all the project management coordination and relationship building that you expect them to do and be 15 to 20 year strategists. <laughs> it's just not going to, it's no. not going to make sense, right? For all kinds of reasons, your budget and, and, and time and all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, and you, frankly, you don't really need that all the time. And then you say, well, how does that person actually get the work done within the organization? How does work flow through the org? How many specialist center of excellence areas are there, which basically over, over time means that the agency has more institutional knowledge about you as a client that goes so that, beyond any one person, so, right? Yeah, because one of the things that, that goes through my head is whether you're hiring an agency or you're hiring an employee, anytime people are involved, you know, there's always change, churn, uh, turnover amongst people, right? Like we're not servers. And okay, so you look at it, well, you're just as likely, the agency is just as likely to have someone move on as if you hired someone, they're really great and they leave after two years or, or whatever, right? Mm. The difference though between agency and employee is I actually see less risk on the agency side if it's done right. And what does that mean? Well, you've got multiple points of contact in different centers of excellence like you've just said. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is there's more documentation because as an agency, we document all of our time. Every meeting is in our time management system. Mm -hmm. And any decent agency has something like that. Yeah. And on top of that, part of our process is documentation. What are we doing and why? And our model, because it's distributed across centers of excellence or what we call like departments, whether it's digital media, email and marketing automation, strategy, data and insights, et cetera, Ours actually has to be documented really well so that we can distribute the work across a growing team, right? of which they're not even all in the same city or country. So I think that's really important. Most employees, if we're being super honest, never document anything they do. Sure. And they hand in their two weeks, three if you're lucky. And then by the, by the time that quickly rolls around that little period, you're like, I don't know what Bob did. Did a lot of great work, but I don't know how he did it. Yeah. It's kind of documented. It's pretty rough. I didn't really understand it. Didn't get a chance well, to I mean, really that, close that's, it that's, out. That's like one of the main, you know, that's actually sort of a different take on what we're talking about today in terms of people going out proactively and looking at finding an agency partner. But I mean, we've been right. brought into to all kinds of engagements because, oh, our marketing automation person left. And now we're left with a stack that we don't even frankly know if it really works or what it does or how it works. And we totally. need to reboot it. But I actually think that that's part of the part of the uh, challenge. I agree with you that it's less risk um, on the agency if it's done well. And I actually think that if it's done uh, properly, the agency, an agency should actually have a higher tenor than at least what we've seen traditionally in most of these marketing operations areas. And I say mm -hmm. marketing operations because I think it's a little bit different, although I don't necessarily think the tenors are, are any better. I don't have the stats in front of me being a product marketer or and or a marketing director leader who's really ch tasked with you know what's our what's our our whole go-to-market strategy relative to our brand vision and 
we get down to product marketing, it's like we really have to like draw the messaging lines and how this thing is going to work in a deal and, and, and create, create, create noise within the market, et cetera, et cetera. And that's a big difference between that and, well, I'm the person that runs downstream into email campaigns, into, into mm -hmm. Google ads, into LinkedIn campaigns. And I think what can easily happen for those people at, at that level that are in the marketing operations is they come into a company and unless that organization has a lot going on, right? Traditionally, that's probably been SaaS and tech that have been throwing all kinds of money at stuff. So they're like, great, I got all kinds of tools. I got all kinds of budget to work with. If you don't have that, they kind of get bored. You know, hey, well, this is great. We're in a, you know, whatever size company, 75 million, 50 million, whatever, greater, bigger, smaller. But I kind of know what this is after a year. And it's not that fun. You know, we're selling we're selling chairs online and I'm the person that does the email market. Like, I think there's a world where those people are like, cool, been there, done that. Whereas in an agency environment, those same people are doing that business plus three or four or five other ones that they might be able to participate in a, in a quarter of being involved sure. in theirs. If they're in a center of excellence, right? We have what at any given time, 60 active clients on the go. So there's a lot of variety there. And you and and that that also passes back down to the client to say this is good. You know, Bob, who would have left your organization after a year or two because he's doing the same old, same old, is actually going to be at our organization for four to five, and we can show that based on our tenor numbers. Yep. So there's something there, right? And just in terms of like when you're thinking about outsourcing and what to outsource, that if if you're kind of pro insourcing, oh, I'm just going to hire all the people that I need internally, it's like, ah, you know, think about that. Do you have really a ton to offer that individual coming in where they can truly be with you for a period of time? Or, you know, and a, to be fair, we've seen this a lot too, where like the, at the director level, they're going to be gone in two years. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily have a long-term vision in terms of like a five, five year plus vision in the, in the org. So they're just like, I don't care. I'm hiring my people. I'm, I'm, I'm replatforming my map. I'm, I'm making a whole bunch of change in a year and then I'll have a year to sort of do nothing and then I'll be gone in a year. But that's, a, that's a separate podcast we could do. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. I was just thinking like, it's, it's so true. Like here's a question to ask. Like this is probably uh, borderline controversial, but, um, a great question to ask yourself if, if you've got an agency now or you're looking at a few agencies that you want to partner with, ask yourself, would I actually bring any of these to my marketing sort of kickoff for the year? Like mm -hmm. my actual strategic marketing sessions, would they be there? Right. Forget about like the costs and, and travel and all that for a second, but like, could you imagine them being there and would you want them contributing? Sure. Because if the answer is no, and they're probably not a good partner for you. I'm not saying they're not a good agency, but maybe you need something different. Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then it sounds like you actually have a partner that you that you really actually want to embed into your team that you view as, like you said earlier, an extension of your team. Because if you're if you're really in there as the agency, you, you know that you feel it because one, you're you're sort of brought into all kinds of greater, bigger picture conversations that help you just further crystallize the role that you're going to play in, in these core business objectives. I think the other thing is then the, the organization can start looking at other critical hirings they want to do and say, well, we've got answers for these things, right? The agency does that, but it doesn't matter if it's like the agency versus the clients. Like what we know is we need core competencies across these dozen things. 
and the agency does four of them. That's great. Now we can really focus on hiring people here and here because the agency doesn't do that, and we want that internal. And when you and so I want to talk a little bit about that for from a strategy services perspective because I think part of what you're saying is that if if today you you have marketing automation services outsourced and you know they do your email your automated programs and launching stuff all the all the time and you're like well yeah you know you just asked the question would I bring that agency in the current state as it is for us to my marketing kickoff and they're like, well not really because it's like they just do our email like that person works with us they do our email i don't want them there that's just gonna be weird but if you said well well actually yeah because in addition to them doing our our email twice a quarter sometimes once a month i'm on with a strategist just just to hey touch base what's going on what are your latest mm-hmm. challenges and and i would i would actually love to have that person over there right now now that's unique that's a little unique i think how we structure it, at least what we do in our business. We don't have to get into like actual percentages and stuff like that. But whenever we configure a, a deal, you know, we always include a certain amount of strategy in there. And and that's really designed to do exactly what you're saying. You know, hey, you know what? Yeah, mostly, if not 90% of what we they do for us is just executing the, the things that we need. But it's really great because I get on the phone with Robin you know, two or three times a quarter. And we're just, yeah. she's super senior and she's just helping me navigate what, what could be possible. Um, and sometimes I even ask her to do a few things and, and, and that goes above and beyond. So you embed a strategist, a super senior person on top of um, standard execution services, you're actually uplifting everyone's performance in their own role. And so the other part, going back to like, what would I ask agencies that I'm considering working with? It's walk me through the deployment model of how things get done, who does them and why. So the, the example here is like, we, we're not expecting the account leaders to go and be the strategists. Mm-hmm. Why? Because their principal job is to keep all of the execution on the rails. And there's in digital marketing, there's so much that could go wrong in any given campaign, right? Yeah. Are things pointing to the right landing page? Do we have the right reporting and metrics set up? Like. Have I gone through and made sure the client's happy with all the changes? Do we have the AB version, the resends, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. There's just so much. So their job is to really be so embedded in that process and deliver that perfectly. And then their centers of excellence are kind of building those things up out on the requirements and the specs that we're creating. But then they can't go be like, oh, so I was thinking about your business and those KPIs and um, I have a new idea for a new campaign. Right. It's too much to ask any one person. You certainly wouldn't do it with your own employee. So that's where like that layer of strategist comes in. And that's why you're getting just so much more. And the fact that the strategist is there to do that, it sort of keeps everyone else focused on the things that they need to do. And you can actually go and deliver a good final product. Because otherwise, you're just going to overload someone and then they're going to be tripping up on the, the small things, right? Yeah. And I think if you're an organ, and I think part of what you said earlier around some of our most successful clients and tenured clients that we have are leveraging you know the whole the whole thing including our strategists and they really they really uh see that strategy component as part of the team extension it's not to take over your go-to-market strategy right it's to be part of it and and they see the value of having a 15-year tenured you know person on that every now and then so i think that but the other thing that I see is that those organizations also involve us in, and I'm not suggesting this has to be the case for every single org, because I get that sometimes marketing teams even struggle with this themselves. 
but we are in part of that. Invariably, we become part of that go-to-market planning process. So you can see orgs that are that we're just attached. We're like the tail on the very end of an attached process that is being pushed down by a sales leader or some some yeah. vision, right? Now you've got a marketing team and yeah, you, you know, an agency is part of that process, but they're firing out emails, they're doing webinars. You know, we don't actually know if what they're doing is adding any value at all to the bigger picture of the company. It's very challenging, I think, in, in those cases, even for those marketing leaders to navigate their own success because they're not necessarily in charge of the go-to-market or super connected with it, uh, with the ability to make a change to it, right? But I think for the message really to a, a business leader and potentially to a, a much more senior marketing leader is, you know, if you have a long-term vision and you're lucky enough to find an agency that has a strategic overlay model and has kind of the what we're talking about here in terms of delivery model and you can build that long-term vision alongside them likely they'll they'll be very motivated to make that happen now that doesn't mean you got to go sign a three to five year deal with them mm -hmm. maybe it evolves to that you know after a while sure. but if you're just looking to sign a 90-day rolling and you don't really want to invest in that them as a partner well likely they're going to have a very big challenge investing in you as well. Now, obviously, there's a proving yeah. period and there's an ability for you to make sure that, you know, what they've said in the pitch and the RFP and the presentation is actually true. And we deal with that in many different ways in terms of a contract. But I think that's always the double edged sword as we think about finding a long term partner is that, well, no, we just want to have a 30 day out. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's going to be very hard for that agency to really plan. You know, can they go make these big investments into resources? Can they build their team up? Can they have this multidisciplinary center of excellence structure and all this kind of stuff? You know, frankly, not unlike you hiring a person, I'm sure you wouldn't just turn around and let them go in, you know, in a moment's notice, but they've been burnt. You know, these organizations have been burned by agencies. Mm -hmm. So I think the more we started this podcast, the more you can do upfront to really look under the hood you know, this is a really great company. We can see the tenors. We can see how they're growing. We can see their vision. And myself as a marketing leader, I'm not thinking two years down the line. I'm thinking five to plus years down the line. I want, I'm going to be at my organization, you know, God willing. So, okay. So how can we work with this company to develop what we need over time? But it, that's, right? it's, it's so, it's so perfect because it's, it goes back to the hiring an agency should be almost exactly like hiring an individual, like your own employee. Because when you hire employees, you you look at them, you're like, yeah, I'm, they're going to be here for a long time. We want them to be here a long, long time. Like, why would you not want the same thing from an agency? Right. And so you're like, okay, well, if I'm hiring these two people for these two open vacancies, that means assuming we get them and assuming they grow to the the sort of amount or the level that we, we think they can, well, we're going to be really strong in these core areas. Okay, cool, right? And then you start yeah. thinking about your whole team and the total output that's possible. Why wouldn't the agency be the identical way in which they're evaluated? Yeah. And I think you just brought up a really good point, which, I mean, every organization struggles with this, but I think even more so in today's economy, that these roles, when you think of a role in your org, it's not, to your point, it's not the necessarily even the individual and the amount of time that you hope they're, you know, they're there as a person and growing, depending on how they start. It's also that role itself in the organization and how much runway and how much seniority that particular role in the organization can have. You have to be prepared to be having somebody in an, in your organization for 10 to 15 years. And I know that sounds weird. I know that like almost like, well, what do you mean? 
what you know we've got people that are closing in on 10 years here and it's like well you know it's not a two-year rule you have to be prepared to bring that person in and and build them up and move them forward and give them growth for 10 plus years so when you look at a role that's called a search admin or a marketing automation ad admin and you haven't thought that through what do you think is going to happen what do you think is going to happen in you know in a year and a half or two years when the individuals kind of mastered the environment that they're in and they're looking to sort of grow and like yeah i'm sorry oh we didn't tell you we didn't tell you there's no growth we, we didn't we didn't mention <laughs> that we don't have a senior or right. an intermediate or an architect level role in this org you know sorry i guess you're gonna have to go so what a disruption right and you know you see this in you know the other the other industries like in it same same deal well yeah we can't we can't bring in an internal IT person and mm -hmm. give them 10 years worth of growth. And then they're a VP of IT. There's no VP of IT in this company. We don't, we don't need that. What we need is a partner, a managed services partner to handle our IT. And they're going to be responsible for figuring out how they grow somebody from an analyst up to a VP over sure. the course of X number of years. And that's what an agency does. So you bring in an agency, an individual, I'm, I'm sure like really strong sort of like talent advisors probably have a much better methodology here, but this is how I, I look at it. And I would be evaluating anyone, whether it's an individual or an agency that I'm bringing into my marketing team, Right. which is, it's kind of like you've got your vertical and your horizontal growth. And so what I mean is, I'll try to not hit my mic here, is like, you've got this box and this is what the individual or agency as a whole represent as a core capability. There is a sort of ceiling today of where you think they'll be in terms of the ability to deliver. And there's this box around, um, so cool if we had cool little graphics here too. Yeah, but there's this little boop. box around sort of, this is the output we expect. The horizontal part is, well, what more things could they learn outside of the core competencies over the next year, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. right? Okay, maybe it can kind of fatten out a bit. And it's like, wow, now they're doing new things I didn't even know was possible. We hired a data person and now they're getting into things like Snowflake or like data lakes. Yeah, the agency and, is growing. Right, right. but then there's the, the vertical, which is like the actual growth of like, now all of a sudden they're, they're an intermediate whatever. They're yep. a senior person yep. and now they're expanding what they can do here. So if everything goes right, that little sort of like um, cylinder or rectangle starts getting a lot fatter and a lot taller, but that's going to be a, a three to five year endeavor. And maybe they're knocking on doors in five years and you just never even thought was going to happen. And I think that that's the operative word around partner. And I think that it's for a lot of people in this space, when they're procuring an agency at the mid, I would say at the mid side, I think at the large deal level, you know, the really big marketing partners that you, you see out there. I think that there is more of an emphasis like, hey, we just signed a $5 million deal with XY. They're our partner. Okay. We are yeah. working with them as much as they're working with us now. Okay. We're, we're, we're very much invested in them. But you think at the little, at the smaller level of deal levels like we're in, you know, it doesn't always get thought about, oh, you know, are we partnering? And sometimes it almost feels like, well, yeah, that's just their, that's just their problem to figure out how, the, how they're going to grow their business. But actually, no, it's a collective effort between collective effort. the people yeah. that hire us and look, look, you know, hey, you know what? No, we're going to stick with you. Yeah, there's been the odd bump in the road, but I can see that fattening and talling that you're talking about. You know, people like Jeremy that are now leading our account team coming on five years now. You know, wow, that's amazing for organizations that worked with him that are still with us going back over the five years because, yep. yeah, he's still here. And you know what? There's other people that are involved more so in that account, but he's still here as institutional knowledge. So look at him. He's grown on the vertical because yep. he's taken on more responsibility. He's elevated skills yep. um, versus 
like new skills now that he has versus when he started with us and the depth of which he can do on like that sort of horizontal growth it's just further expanded as well yeah so that's that's a great win so again like as a you know, i think we gotta go but yeah the quick wrap-ups is like would you ask this agency to join your marketing kickoff because if you if you hired an email marketing manager they'd be at your marketing kickoff yeah of course they would be they're an employee but why wouldn't this agency if you think they're they're a significant contributor to your future success why wouldn't they be there and if the answer is well, i don't know then it's like they're probably not the right fit for your organization and as a marketing leader and you know, look under the hood and, and take a look at how they're running their organization. Like you said, yep. are they creating an environment for that box to get taller and wider, you know, over time? Yeah, they are, man. They're investing in all these things. They're actually a really great organization. You know, oh, no, they're not really. The owner's checked out. They're not on any cultural stuff. We got one person in a back room. The sales guy's super nice and he sold us a contract. That's great. <laughs> you know, there's not really a whole lot there. So now you're like, well, you know, maybe that's not the best long-term partner. Right. So those are the two. Uh, and then maybe the third would be, are they are they business accountable? So not accountable to just getting things done because that's what's on the SOW, but are they accountable to helping you meet your business objectives? Because sure. to me, and do they sort of, do their actions embody like a level of ownership where like they take it really seriously? They're yep. just as invested in your success as you are. Awesome. And if you if you legitimately think that's the case, then it sounds like you've got a pretty good fit. Great. Um, all right. That's it then. Good stuff. Cool. Thank you.